0: I want to speak about hunger to live in His glory, hunger to live for His glory. You know we've been learning about the spiritual gifts. I don't apologise for that. That's going to continue. We're up to the gifts of power, um, and but today I just felt the Lord put on me all week about His glory. His glory. You know, and uh, the spiritual gifts, these are gifts where God portrays His glory and miraculous power through us as to benefit others. They're not to benefit us, but His spiritual gifts are to bless others. That's why we've been given them. But I'm not talking about the spiritual gifts today. I'm going to talk about His glory. You know, God made everything in glory. Everything. The purpose of life is to manifest that glory, the glory of God. That lives in you and me and all of creation has his glory. You know, this year we've been on a journey to, to discover our destinies. Some of us are still working on it. Some of us are halfway through. And some of us may not even know what it is by the new year. But the truth is we've been working on it. We've been working on to what? Seek and find. Matthew 7, 7 to 8. Knock and it will open seek and you shall find I'm just paraphrasing but basically is our vision words for 2023 next year we'll have a different vision word for us but these were our vision words for this year and we have been on a on a journey to seek and find this year meaning that there was movement to the part of our vision that we are on a journey to be on a journey there must be movement. However, we need to know that movement is not progress. Do you know that? You can just walk aimlessly around. I do quite often at Marion until I see a shop I want to walk into. Much my husband's disgust. Um, but yeah, so we can walk around aimlessly, can't we? But direction movement is progress because you now have direction to measure your progress. And nobody can move beyond the vision they see. Therefore, catching a vision is the first step to progress. Seek and find. I believe this year we've been seeking and finding in lots of different ways. I believe that there's been a a fresh anointing that's come over the house. I believe God is doing things in your lives. I believe that he's, he's given you a better understanding of who he is. Things are shifting. Glory is the goal of life, isn't it? I mean, there's a couple of things. The world believes they know glory. Lady Gaga sings about her being herself on the edge of glory. But let me tell you, there is no real glory but the glory that we know through our God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. There is no greater purpose in life than to manifest God's glory through us as believers. It is a fact of creation that everything living, everything living possesses God's glory and all creation exists for the purpose of manifesting that glory. If the greatest tragedy in life is not death, but life without a purpose, then the greatest shame in life is not revealing God's true glory. Through us. You know, the cemeteries of earth are filled with many who failed to access their true selves through God's glory and left the earth without ever knowing their real worth because of Jesus and what He's done for us. You know, I believe that God's glory is the most important aspect of creation and that it holds the key to fulfillment of our destinies. Because when you know you were created with and in glory, your purpose on this earth for Jesus takes a new direction. The book of Psalm, chapter 19, verse 1, thank you, Andrew, for doing all this for me today, says this The heavens are telling of the glory of God, and the expanse of heaven is declaring the work of his hands. So, what is glory? What do we mean when we speak of the glory of God or the glory of the sun, the moon and the stars? The Hebrew word for glory is found in Psalm 19.1 and Isaiah 6.3 and nearly 200 other places in the Old Testament is karabot. Karabot, which comes from a root word, root word. Sorry, anyone who's been watching my fat Greek wedding. Anyway, uh, root word with the basic meaning of heavy or weighty. Karabod also carries the idea of fullness or the full weight of something. When used in the phrase the glory of God, Karabod most often refers to a visible manifestation of God that is directly related to God's self-disclosure and his intent to dwell among all of humanity, not just some. Jesus came to make the, 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 the announcement that all of humanity could experience what the Israelites had experienced before Christ. His goal is that every tongue will know him and confess. Every knee should bow. Because his purpose was that all of humanity would experience his glory. The word glory in its fundamental meaning suggests such concepts as full weight, true nature, full essence or true reality. God made everything, as I've said, in glory. Therefore, the glory of a thing is its true essence and nature. The creator designed all things with their glory or true essence buried within. Glory is the hidden truth of of, cre- of created things of all created things the purpose of life is to manifest that glory you and every one of ev- everybody ev- everyone on earth on this planet are walking containers of God's glory and it's the creator's desire that each one release that full glory and fill the earth with the glory of their manufacturer or what we would know is our creator it is my belief That the Creator, our God, desires all people everywhere, male and female, to manifest their glory. Because He created all living humans in the mother's womb. He knit us together in our mother's wombs, it tells us. And I believe we instantly, whether you know Jesus or not, contain God's glory. Because He created you and me in our mother's womb. Whether we know Jesus or not, he did it. Every human, think about it, he did it. Whether humanity knows Jesus personally or not yet, only God has the ultimate prescription for its full release. And that is Jesus. I dare you to move to the next level of your life and decide to go from glory to glory. Glory to glory. You, know, you owe it to yourself and your Creator for this to happen, our God. Let men see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven, tells us in Matthew 5 16. Andrew, you haven't got this one. Yet the question is, how do we accomplish this? Right, so today we're going to talk about the, the nature of glory. I've got a slide there. I'm hoping you can read it. So, number one, we're going to talk about all, all of creation exists to manifest the glory of God, not just humans every living thing. King David, the psalmist wrote in Psalm 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands, his glory. The Apostle Paul referred to the glory in things when he wrote to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15.40-41 40 to 41, talks about that. Number two, glory is the full expression of God's nature. The greatest and ultimate display of God's glory on earth was in the person of His Son, Jesus Christ, of whom the Apostle wrote this. In John 1 verse 14, the Word becoming flesh says this, And the Word, Christ, became flesh and lived among us. And we actually saw His glory. Glory as belongs to the one and only begotten Son of the Father, the Son who is truly unique, the only one of His kind, who is full of grace and truth, absolutely free of deception. Through Jesus and through His presence in the church, God's glory is indeed filling the earth. It is. Regardless of what's going on around us, God's glory is still filling this earth. He's filling it through you and me. But he's also filling it through other ways in his creation, in everything he has created. Second Corinthians 4 6 says, For God who said, Let light shine out of the darkness, is the one who has shone in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge of the glory and majesty of God, clearly revealed in the face of Christ. You and I have been adopted into the kingdom of God as sons and daughters because of the most high priest, Jesus. You know, in the New Testament, the basic Greek word for glory, as in 1 Corinthians 15, 40, 41 and John 1, 14, is doxa. From which we get our word doxology. Essentially, doxa refers to the attributes of true nature of a thing, the true nature of it. The glory or doxa of God refers to the characteristics, qualities of His nature, which are best seen through the person of Jesus Christ and the lives of believers. Doxa. To put it another way, the glory of God is the full nature of God on display. When you walk into your workplaces, when you walk into your families, when you walk into your neighbourhoods, when you you are displaying the full nature and glory. of of God, an ambassador, someone who who shows God's glory. What a great privilege! Isaiah six three, and one called out to another, saying, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with His glory." God is a creator by nature. And his creation displays his creativity. Creation manifests God's glory. In 1 Chronicles 29, 11 to 13. Yours, O Lord, is the greatest and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. Indeed, everything that it is in the heavens and on the earth. Yours is the dominion and kingdom, O Lord. And you exalt yourself as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you. And you rule over all. In your hand is power and might, and it is in your hands to make great and to give strength to everyone. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. You know, I want to share four principles of glory in creation. I've got another slide for that today, quickly. The first one, God created everything with glory. Genesis 1.1, he created everything with glory. Because God is a creator by nature... It is only natural that his creation will reflect his glory. Everything God made has his own unique glory, which reflects his glory, like birds and cats, dogs, ants, spiders, um, lions and tigers, snakes, um, and polar bears, trees, flowers, sun, moon, stars. Each have their own unique glory. That's why we marvel at them. Not sure I'm marvelling at my dogs right now. But um, anyway, number two, God created everything to manifest its glory, His glory. God's original design was that every creature, by becoming everything it was created to be, would manifest its own unique glory and by doing so, reveal God's glory. The word, the words of the first chapter of Genesis make this clear. Genesis 1.11 Says this, God, then God said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants, and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. And then God said in Genesis 1 14 and 15, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years, and let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth and so it was so and it was so and then God said in Genesis one twenty, let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky you know all these things plants animals birds fish heavenly bodies were created to act or behave according to the nature God put them into they were created to manifest their glory by his glory it was so. It is a bird's glory to fly. God created it with flight nature. The full nature of, of a creature, its glory, is already present when it's created. All it takes is nourishment, growth, and the right environment for that creature to fully display its glory. Have you ever thought about it? Number three, God is pleased when glory is seen. God saw all that he made and it was good. In Genesis 1.31, part A. God is pleased when his creatures manifest their glory and his by becoming everything he created them to be. And finally, God created man as the ultimate exposure of his glory. God's purpose in creating the human race was so that we could live in fellowship and relationship with him and he rule over the earth. If the lower ranks of creatures were designed to display God's glory, ants, birds, how much more were we who represent the highest order of the creation and the greatest masterpiece of God's artistry? Chill me. We are God's masterpiece. You are God's masterpiece. All creation displays God's glory, but only man was made in God's image. God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. The Hebrew word, selam, image, also means likeness, resemblance, or representation. Do you know that? Since God is spirit and man is flesh, Our likeness to him is not in physical resemblance. Rather, God has endowed us with spiritual, intellectual and moral likeness to himself. God is God. And he took a little part of himself and he poured it into you and me. Have you ever thought about that? Everything God ever intended us to be, we already have. Virtually infinite potential hidden inside these earthly bodies, God created us to have dominion over the earth. Anything less squanders our potential. Human beings are God representatives on earth. He created us in his image. We are not fake imitations. We're not. We are genuine masterpieces painted and moulded like clay, like as, as our father the potter by the hand the master artist, our God. See, everything, every living thing needs a proper environment in which to display its God given glory. A bird was created to fly, therefore, the glory of a bird is to fly. Birds need sky and the open air to fully express their glory. If you take a bird and lock it in a cage, it cannot show its full glory. The bird's glory is restricted by its environment when you stick it in a cage. Which, is, by the way, there's nothing wrong with some birds like to be in a cage. but is natural for a fish to swim. That which is natural to a thing is its glory. A fish doesn't struggle in water, it swims. Swimming is a fish's glory. But if I take a fish out of its watery environment, it will start having problems immediately. Therefore, only in its proper environment can a fish display its glory. You know, like the bird and like the fish, mankind was also created to function in a prescribed environment, the presence of God. We thrive best in the environment for which we were designed. Our glory is to be like God and to rule like God in fellowship and harmony with God. Like a bird in a cage, anything that hinders us from becoming everything God created us us to be restricts our glory. The only way we can really learn how to be like God and to rule like God is to live in an environment that is permeated with the presence of God and His glory. In order to be like God, we must know God, not to become God, I'm not saying, to be like Him and to know Him. We must know who God is, and to know God, we must spend time in his presence. From the beginning, God provided both the proper environment and the proper relationship in which humans he had created could thrive and fully express their glory as beings living and working in harmony with him. Sin marred both the environment and the relationship that we have with God. Man failed to realize his glory. And so this distorted the image of God in which he is made. Adam and Eve needed an environment where they were surrounded by the presence of God. A place where they could be in continual union with him. And they had it. God provided such a place for them. The Bible calls it Eden. Not Eden. Eden. (laughs) Eden represented a state of pure Complete and unbroken fellowship between God and man. Unbroken. God's original purpose was for Eden to be duplicated throughout the world so that his glory truly would fill the earth. Under his covering, they were completely free to be fruitful, to multiply and to become everything he intended for them to be. Only in God's presence could they attain fullness of personhood, of who they were why they were born, what their purpose is. Only in his presence could they fully expose their glory. Only in his presence could his glory shine through them. You know, it is very important to understand the difference between the presence of God and the glory of God. Very important. Many believers today make mistake of equating the two, thinking they're the same, when really they are quite different. The presence of God is the active manifestation of God that fills the environment in which creation exists and lives. Presence means pre-sense. We get a sense of God before He manifests Himself. It's what presence is, a pre-sense. The presence of God in His predetermined environment for us to function and be fruitful, while the presence of God is an environment that is very real but visible. The glory of God is an actual observable thing. Sin made it impossible for us to accomplish our purpose because it separated us from God's presence, pre-sense. We can't become what he created us to be without his presence. God's word and will God's word and will must be fulfilled, however. So he began right away to carry out his plan to restore us to our proper environment. If you can just catch some of this stuff. People who don't know God, we were humanity was created, created for part of God's glory to worship. And people who don't know Jesus yet, we see that worship everywhere. Football teams, idols. It's everywhere. But along with glory, we were given everything. If you can get in your mind that you were given on at birth, you were given everything that you needed to be able to show God's glory through your life. Didn't I wasn't a Christian and I was given everything that I needed. You know, I was listening to a preacher the other day and I think this is going to smack you straight between the eyes it actually did me as she was preaching it but I want to share it with you today because it really challenged me and because it challenged me she was speaking at a youth conference I decided I felt the Holy Spirit say even while I was typing it out the Spirit of God was all over me so I'm going to share it with you today and don't shoot the messenger I just want to let you know but I want you to grab what she said and I'll try and do it as much justice as what she said it but I want to share it with you today. There is a difference between the presence of God and the glory of God. And if you only visit his presence and only view what he can do for you rather than what he is in his glory, you do not have the gospel, you have a hobby. If you can leave his presence unchanged, you are not a tabernacle of his glory. You are a slave to environment you have a hobby. You have a hobby that you can just pick up and put down because interest in and uninterested in at your own... Sorry, I'm going to start that one sentence again. If you can leave his presence unchanged, you are not a tabernacle of his glory or a slave to environment. You have a hobby. You have a hobby that you can just pick up and put down, become interested in and uninterested in at your own convenience. If you can be around the things of God but never be changed by the glory of God, You do not not know and have the good news that shook the world. You have another form of entertainment. Do you ever wonder why you're stuck in a cycle from event to event and you feel like you're waiting on certain events or church services to breathe life into you again? It's because we have become addicted to temporary trips into his presence instead of hunger to live in his glory. Wow, we need to hunger, to live in his glory. The problem with us today is that we don't really know who we are. We've either forgotten or simply stopped believing what the Bible says about where we came from and why we are here. Some people have never known. Like I said, the cemeteries are full of them. This ignorance of our identity And purpose as humans pervades every society and culture around the world. You see, one thing that Satan has always tried to keep away from mankind was not money, was not material things. Satan has always tried to keep humanity from their true identity. That we would walk in God's glory and know him personally. Hebrews chapter 1 verses 3 to 4 says this. The sun is the radiance and only expression of the glory of God, our awesome God, reflecting God's Shekinah glory, the light being, the brilliant light of the divine and the exact representation and perfect imprint of his father's essence and and upholding and maintaining and propelling all things, the entire physical and spiritual universe by his powerful word carrying the universe along to, to its predetermined goal. When he himself and no other had by offering himself on the cross as a sacrifice for sin, accomplished purification from sins and established our freedom from guilt, he sat down revealing his completed work at the right hand of the majesty on high, revealing his divine authority, having become as much superior to angels since he, was in, since he has inherited a more excellent and glorious name than they, that is, son, the name. Above all names. You know, no one can fully fulfill God's purpose for them without His presence and His glory. The Israelites couldn't, and neither can we. Without the energizing power of God, we cannot maximize our full potential or bring out the ultimate glory hidden within us. In order to expose God's glory in us, we must pursue and hunger for His manifest presence around us God's presence paves the way for his glory we cannot see God's glory without his presence so what do we do now if we say that it is his presence that brings the glory then we need to get that we need to experience that we need to be seeking hungering for that but how the answer is in Colossians 1.27, and no, you don't have this, Andrew. God in his eternal plan chose to make known to them how great for the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in and among you. The hope and guarantee of realising that glory. So how do you get it? Get Jesus. The whole scripture has always been about the journey to get back to his glory. The glory is the life of God manifest in you and me. This life of God becomes a light of humanity. This life of God is what we call new life or born again. New life usually starts with a cry. It comes with a sense of need. So if you feel uncomfortable with what you're hearing today, it's normal, but just stay with it. If we are to birth Christ, then we must be mature we don't have to be perfect but we need to be mature in knowing who our jesus is and what he means to us two very important things one will make us get his presence and the other will make us lose it the more and the first one is holy spirit we need the holy spirit second Corinthians 3:18 and we all with unveiled face see, continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of God and progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. The second thing which will take us away from God's presence is unbelief. Hebrews 4 talks about this in the believer's rest. Our natural birth brings the consciousness of self, but our spiritual birth brings the consciousness of God. We need spiritual birth to see his glory and feel his presence. We must be born again. Romans 3.23 say that all have sinned and continually fall short of the glory of God. God is calling you and me to salvation, meaning we must be born again to know who he is, knowing that Christ has already saved us without or participation or works. The newborn, again, is conscious of what Christ has already done because we are saved by grace through faith. In Ephesians 2.8, Romans 10.10, 10, for with the heart a person believes in Christ as Saviour, resulting in his justification, that is being made righteous, being free to the guilt of sin, and made acceptable to God, and with the mouth he acknowledges and confesses this his faith openly, resulting in and confirming his salvation. We must believe in our heart and say it. Just about to finish up soon. Thanks, Keys. Thanks, Scotty. Psalm twenty four six to ten says, "This is the generation," description of those who diligently seek Him and require him as their greatest need. Who seek your face even as did Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up ancient doors and the King of glory may come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up ancient doors that the King of glory may come in. Who is he then, this King of Glory, the Lord of hosts? He is the King of Glory who rules over all creation with his heavenly armies. Selah. I just welcome you just to stand today with me in this place. If you can, you can sit if you want. I just want you to stand and close your eyes and I'm gonna read this to you again that, that I read out from that youth conference from the preacher you just to examine, just examine your hearts. Are we hungry enough for His glory? From glory to glory. There's a difference between the presence of God and the glory of God. And if you only visit His presence and only view what He can do for you, rather than who we